Who doesn't love a payday? Am I right? Well, listen, life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so your payday shouldn't either. And with Earn In, it doesn't have to. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period, so you don't have to wait until your next check comes through. All you do is download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. This app would have been a game changer for me in college when rent was due or I wanted to go out with friends. I felt like I was always waiting for my next check to drop, so this would have been a game changer. EarnIn has over 3.5 million customers and countless reviews about how the app gives customers financial peace of mind, which is really awesome. Download EarnIn today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the EarnIn app, type in couple things under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Couple things under podcast. EarnIn is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. You I are on I'm, something today. I think I'm, I'm oh feeling God. good. Okay. <laughs> <He's a hot laughs> mess. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things with Sean and Andrew, a podcast all about couples and, and the, the things, things they, they go, go through. through. <laughs> Before we get started, if you haven't yet, please give the show a subscription and rating on whatever platform you're listening to. It really helps us out. And today we have a fun episode. We do. It was almost like difficult to interview them because I didn't even know how to ask questions that pertained to their sport and their life. Yeah. So we interviewed some extreme athlete legends. Travis and Lindsay Pastrana. Yes. Let me just read this. Okay. okay. Travis is an American professional motorsports competitor, stunt yep. performer, has won multiple world championships, X Games gold medals in several events, including Supercross, Motocross, Freestyle Motocross, and Rally Racing. I That sounds like Chinese to me. And then Lindsay. And then Lindsay, American professional skateboarder, multi-X Games gold medalist and world champion. Um, again, she's another stunt performer. Again, it, it just sounds like a different language. Like, I know I watch it. But they're always like, this is the Japanese triple 70 side McTwister. I'm that's like, what is that? That's honestly how gymnastics is, to be honest with you. A double Yurchenko or whatever. That's the, it's the <laughs> same thing. So Travis and Lindsay are debatably two of the most well-known <laughs> extreme sport athletes. Uh, Travis has been a part of Nitro Circus for years, and they do a uh, tour every single year. Mm -hmm. Where um, they've actually been on tour together. Yeah. He has his hands in a lot of different extreme sports. And personally, I am a big fan. I've watched him for years, and this was fun to have a conversation with him about his relationships. Uh, this was fun because I really admire how Travis and Lindsay approach life with a sense of, a sense of adventure, and I don't want to call it recklessness, but uh, they just hold on loose, loosely, I think. And we talk but about- in such a beautiful way. A hundred percent. Yeah. I admire it and respect it. And they do that with their children as well. Mm -hmm. And so we talk about- a lot of different issues, including how they raise their kids and they're okay with this sense of adventure, which I feel like you and I are finding out now where like how hard that actually is to like, Hey, you bumped your head. Okay. It's going to be okay. 
I mean, we went to Park City with them for the grand opening of this incredible extreme sports camp back when Drew was six weeks old. Yeah. And we saw their like six-year-old little girl on the mega ramps and jumping off these like 40-foot yeah. trampoline beds. I mean, their sense of adventure and their lack of of fear is such a beautiful thing that they're able to teach their children. And it was really cool to talk about it with them. We talked about that. We talked about life on the road. They travel a lot and uh, the dynamic between them as that uh, happens. Mm -hmm. And uh, they also had a, a public engagement just yes. like you and I. So we covered a lot of different topics. I enjoyed their perspective. This is a throwback interview. We talked to them a couple months ago and um, we're resurfacing it now. So we hope you enjoy it. And if you want to find out more about Travis and Lindsay, you can find their information in the show notes down below. Let's just go ahead and roll into it with Travis and Lindsay Pastrana. All right, Lindsay, Travis, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having us, guys. It is a pleasure to see you again. I guess it's been maybe four and a half months since we last saw you out there in uh, in Woodward Park City. Yeah, a lot, lots changed in your life since then. How's it, how's it going? <laughs> Holy smokes. Uh, we're, we're figuring it out. I feel like we are like starting to feel like human beings again. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, in Park City, your girls were like jumping off of everything, <laughs> doing all crazy stuff. That. That, yeah, that hasn't changed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not slowed down their jumping off of things or climbing things at all. Yeah. You're how, oh my gosh. I have a million questions just because we have a daughter now. How do you get them to be so fearless? You just got to start them young, expose them to everything. I think people think that kids are so fragile, but they're actually really strong. And if you give, Thank them, the, goodness. If you give them the opportunity <laughs> yeah. to continue to be strong, then they, they are. It was really interesting for us. Um, I mean, we were on tour after we had our first Addie. Um, I was, she was two, two or four months old. We started touring again. We, we went to Europe. Lindsay yes. was already back skating. No. The gigantic ramp. And everyone says, how could you take such a young like infant on tour? But um, their development was really cool to watch. And it felt like there's so many, there's like 25 uncles and aunts and all the, uh, the girlfriends and wives and boyfriends and whatever. Um, everyone's so just excited and they have um, so charismatic on tour. So you're in a bus with, yeah, you have, maybe eight other people, but um, mm -hmm. there's a whole wide variety and they're always like, there's someone up at 5 a.m. that's that's stoked to be up and there's someone still up at, at 4 a.m. Uh, you know, doing the, the opposite of that. So uh, <sighs> it's pretty cool having grown up with kids or having kids on tour because there's, um, it's an interesting group. It's an eclectic group, but it's uh, very, <laughs> very, uh, very passionate. Wait, I have a question about that. Hold on. You're on tour. Were you sharing a bus with the eight other people? Yeah, well, wow. in a two to four month old? Yeah. Bless their hearts. How did that go? <laughs> <laughs> I think in the beginning we did our own smaller thing. And then okay. Bigger, we started sharing more, but. Okay. Yeah, because we so, went back. Bristol was two to four months when we started back again. So, but tour life, think about this. The bus is always moving. So you get done the uh, show at 10 p.m. Um, you're on the bus, you know, at 1 a.m. So before that, everyone's kind of out. So, you know, Lindsay obviously is back. She just did the first half of the shows at that point and would be back with the kids on the bus. So when they get in the bus, it starts moving, which is, you can't Ideal. really. The kids yeah. sleep so well. The best sleep we got with new, with infants or newborns. Yeah. On the bus. 
It makes sense. Wow. Like when we would fly with Drew out, even out to Park City, she would just pass out asleep the entire time on the flight. So. But still a lot oh. of flights do that with the ears and yeah. just, it, it's, yeah. the bus was like, you know, you know, when you can't get it, uh, well, I don't know if you can't get Drew to sleep, like you take a little car, car ride yep. around. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that was every night on tour. I feel like that could be very dangerous when you're no longer on tour and you have to put them back in a crib. <laughs> yeah. So, so Lindsay, we have to start moving. Yeah. We were we were reading about how uh, you said your parents gave you a skateboard at, at when you were a year and a half old, which is nuts. And <laughs> the one thing that that my brother told me when we first had Drew was, "Hey, just like you said, Travis, they're a little more they're a little tougher and more durable than you think." And so, because like you look at a baby, it's the most fragile thing ever you think but we've been intentionally trying to like you know put drew upside down and and kind of get used to the fact of like okay they're they're gonna you know they're gonna do crazy things themselves like jump off climb walls and jump off things and whatever so like let's start kind of practicing getting comfortable with that as parents but a year and a half old in skateboard that seems that seems tough yeah i have a brother who's a year and a half older so oh I kind of just wanted to do what he was doing. And so we both got skateboards for Easter because what else do you get on Easter? I never received a skateboard for Easter, but I mean, it might be the new tradition. I'll have to get Drew a skateboard. Okay. Something I was dying to ask you guys about. I'm sure a million people have asked you this ESPN body issue. You rode a motorcycle naked. naked, through dirt, through everything together, and had people videoing that. But not only that, you looked about as happy as a human being can look. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> it was a beautiful picture. <laughs> Who doesn't love a payday? Am I right? Well, listen, life doesn't happen biweekly, so your payday shouldn't either. And with Earn In... It doesn't have to. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period so you don't have to wait until your next check comes through. All you do is download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. This app would have been a game changer for me in college when rent was due or I wanted to go out with friends. I felt like I was always waiting for my next check to drop, so this would have been a game changer. EarnIn has over three and a half million customers and countless reviews about how the app gives customers financial peace of mind, which is really awesome. Download EarnIn today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the EarnIn app, type in couple things under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Couple things under podcast. EarnIn is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. <laughs> <laughs> what was that shoot like it was interesting i addy was not very old it was in between the two of them so you know she was less than a year and uh gave me a reason to get back in shape yeah <laughs> but yeah it was it was kind of chilly still it's here too. freezing no it had like, like, oh gosh cold, like, that's yeah, my you know, excuse just, your excuse, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> your excuse. <laughs> oh, uh, 
that's so funny. Okay. That they Go ahead. Where Trav was on the motorcycle pulling me on my skateboard. I think it's on the internet somewhere, but they didn't. Oh my gosh. Everyone, did you, did you do the, the uh, body issue or no? I did it once. Yeah. It was, I think I did the Sports Illustrated version like years prior. I, I just thought it was so interesting that, you know, all the people are like, okay, close off. And like everyone turns around. I, I don't know. I'm just not as bashful as I probably should. Yeah. Yeah. I think it up and then everyone but the photographer would turn around when we, yeah. So. Interesting. Uh, all right. So we, we love to hear, you know, how you two first met. We'd love to hear that. Uh, pretty much X games, you know, yeah. has there and we had a really good mutual friend, Ashley Pilek and, uh, really came down to Zoomies 100K, though, because yeah. to be honest, six years age difference when... Uh, when we like, first met at X Games, that was like a big difference. Yeah, I didn't really notice. Sorry. I, she was a <laughs> phenomenal athlete. She was dominant, and it was but awesome. I was but young, probably barely teens when we met. She won her first X Games at 13, 14. 14. So, Jeez. Um, you know, in skateboarding, there's not a bigger separation. Skaters are cool. They are all about image, and I'm a dorky dirt bike rider that just liked to jump things and kind of didn't really care about what I looked like or what I wore or anything. So there, there couldn't be a bigger separation there. But we got to do this thing called Zoomies 100K, and uh, it was middle of nowhere, freezing cold. I don't know anything about Colorado. Yeah, snowboards or that kind of stuff. And uh, she was there signing autographs too. And we were stuck for like three days, just hanging out. And I'm like, this girl is awesome. Wow. And then she was the only girl that at the time could jump the mega ramp. And we just started, which is the big X games ramp uh, for skateboards. So there was no girls on BMX, no girls on skateboards, except for Lindsay. So of course I was like, Hey, professionally, you know, we're, we're, we're doing this tour and, and you should go <laughs> to, to the test ramp, which was only half an hour from my house anyway. And so that's how you got my number. Oh, <laughs> and then we started dating when we went on tour. It's great. Yeah. Okay. And then I heard the proposal is quite the story. Yeah. Just Google it. No. <laughs> <laughs> we were, uh, it was our first U.S. show ever for Nitro. And it was in Las Vegas. Packed house. Everyone who was important to us was there. Even though he didn't know, like, he didn't know his dad was there. Half the people he didn't know. <laughs> And uh, he he stopped the show and, and asked me. And then we're both so clueless. He goes, well, I said, you should put the ring on my finger. He's like, all right, what finger? And I gave him the wrong hand. So. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I had to get, I got our bigger friend, Tommy. I'm like, all right, I'm going to slide. I only told like three people. So I slid down, like literally got the ring that morning. I'm lucky she's know, not, like I'm lucky she's not like a real like, you know, it had to be like certain size. I would actually look uh, at a Cracker Jack box. I thought that'd be a really fun way to do it. Although I'm sure she wouldn't have thought, well, she would have probably thought it was a joke at that point, but yeah. couldn't get a ring there. So went down to a, just a ring shop, like right outside the MGM, uh, got a ring, came back, told the the guy, the MC, cause they were having to do this mm -hmm. song, that kind of stuff. And I told uh, Tommy, I was like, you got to grab her and make sure she comes here. And Tommy's trying to grab her in the middle of the show. And I'm like hitting him like, I gotta get back to the top. I have to drop in again. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> we needed, like, literally almost needed one of your football friends to like grab her. She was being so elusive. I was like, she, she's gonna run back up and not even know this is happening. Oh gosh. 
how it, far how far in advance did you have it planned, Travis? That I really what? Like that day planned. That how, morning. How, just that morning. I was like, man, there's never going to be a time that we have all of our friends and all of our family and everything. So Malcolm McCassie was a good wow. friend of ours. I was like, hey, we'll go get a ring. Like, can you, can you help me? Because I don't know anything about yeah, this. Yeah, and he made up something. Oh, well, we have to do a photo shoot for Ethica. I'm like, well, I've been on Ethica since you started it, too. Like, she was actually upset. <laughs> I'm like, super annoyed. Well, what, you know, you don't want me in the shoot? Oh my gosh. I mean, it actually sounds like ours a lot. He planned it like the same day. I was mad at him the whole day because he was acting weird. I was just like, no, wait, how, uh, did, how did this go? I, like, what? Uh, yeah. All right. So, so I got the ring on a Wednesday. Okay. And I wasn't planning. It was like sometime in July, middle July. And I wasn't planning on proposing until after the first, uh, season of I, I was going to be playing in the NFL. By the way, I looked, I heard that you have an uncle that played for the Broncos. Wow, that's fun fact, trivia there. <laughs> anyway, so I, I was with the Chiefs and I was planning on proposing after the season. So in December, I was sitting down with like my mentor the day I got a ring and I was like just telling him how pumped I was, it looked good, etc. He was like, he was like, Well, what are you waiting so long for? And I was like, I was like, I don't know. He was like, just uh propose to her the next memorable event or, or place you guys go. And so Sean was throwing out the first pitch at, at a Cubs game the next day. And uh so I was like well, let me see if I could make this work. So I called up a guy uh, who was like organizing the whole event. I was like, hey, do you think maybe like just a long shot that, that I could propose maybe to my wife tomorrow? He's like, let me get back to you. Didn't call me until like an hour before we we went out on the field. And then he tells me, you're, you're on, bro. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, we're actually doing this thing. And I'm like so nervous. <laughs> it was nuts. I want to know how the first throw went as well. Did yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right after and i was i was so mad at him he told me he was going to help me like warm up because i can't throw a baseball for the life of me and it came to be like the time to warm up and he's nowhere in sight and i got so pissed at him and i was just like you're in the doghouse for the next week <laughs> I, I was like go back to training camp i'm mad at you yeah and i threw the first pitch made it Made it all the way to the guy. That that's a low bar to set, Sean. You made it to the plate. Hey, is, is like your... that's all that matters. To me. <laughs> um, and he came like walking out on the field, and I was like, "What are you doing? You're not supposed to be out here. Like, get off the field." I was really mean to him. Did but you then he got down? Did you get any uh, like negative feedback about doing a public engagement, Travis? Yeah, I, there's always. I mean, you know, like there. Yeah. You can't do anything without a bunch of people criticizing, and I just just don't care because she seemed happy so yeah that's I a mean, great perspective like I said, she was bummed out that morning she's like i cannot yeah. believe that, I a photo shoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. that is funny. uh what is it like having both of you be like current competitors are you guys competitive with everything are you guys does that dynamic ever i guess like butt heads having both of you on the road both of you touring performing like all of it you want to go for that? Uh, it doesn't, it's not too bad. Uh, it's been nice. You know, they took women's vert out of X Games in 2010. And so then we went to basically, for me, I was just touring. We got to do that as a family, even after we had kids. So it was good. You know, this past year, I did a little more announcing for X Games. I went to mm -hmm. championships for vert in Spain. Everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt with like the quality and the fit is near impossible. I told you guys that I found skims while I was pregnant and now postpartum, 
I found the best nursing bra known to mankind from Skims. Well, they've outdone themselves again because they now have the perfect t-shirt, especially postpartum with a changing body. I can guarantee you, you won't find a t-shirt like it. I love also that Skims has a fit for everyone from the long t-shirts to the cropped. They truly have like sizes and qualities and styles for every single thing you could want. So the cotton jersey t-shirt is the one that I'm talking about. It is an absolute staple. I feel like I'm reaching for it literally every day, especially nursing with bear. It's breathable and soft and it somehow gets even softer and still holds its shape after every wash. If I could only recommend two of the Skims t-shirts, I would say the cotton jersey t-shirt, which I have in mineral, or the boyfriend t-shirt, literally in any color, are probably my two favorite t-shirts that they make. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. After you place your order, select podcast in the drop down menu, select couple things to let them know we sent you. Have a good one. And so I did more away Went from the to, kids. She, she won the world championships. Oh, I won, but yeah. <laughs> Casual. <laughs> I went there by myself. It was like, wow, it's a, it's a It's great. But um, before that, basically we either all traveled together or I stayed with the kids. So Lindsay is definitely by far a more, a, a better rounded athlete. Um, she knows how to play that. soccer and all that stuff. So I throw, like I had to throw one opening pitch and luckily the mascot for the Braves was there because I pegged the mascot right in the head and got booed out of there. I, I looked, I was like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. I'm an O's fan. But um, yeah, no, I mean, everyone. Oh my gosh. Broke throw. But um, so Lindsay, she's the soccer coach. She's on every team that the, the kids are on. She's a part of it. She's coaching. She's volunteers at the school to, to help. And does she likes to be as busy as possible at all times and be involved with everything the kids have. And I tell you, there hasn't been any, like, for me, I'm so glad that one of us grew up because I still, I haven't changed a lot. Peter I'm still, Pan. Yeah. Peter Pan and the Lost Boys, always. <laughs> I love hanging out with the kids and especially like after year one, when they start walking and stuff, like we have so much fun together now. Um, but Lindsay like really took the motherhood, like that whole step and just, blew it out of the park so it's it's pretty pretty cool to be in a position where I can still travel do what I love to do and she makes it work even since the time they were so small like it hasn't affected them traveling or doing anything like a lot of parents are like oh we can't go here we can't do this or oh what happens like Lindsay even though when I met her she was a, a pretty strong drinker I would say um that, <laughs> yeah. uh, pretty much like just like just she's a mom like uh, she's a badass but she's she's a mom it's great did that take you guys a, a while to figure out that dynamic because i've sean and i were fortunate in the sense that sean had retired by the time that we were dating got engaged and then i started my professional athletics career you guys were kind of doing it concurrently for for a while and it's just there's like so many factors that go into it and we were speaking with uh andy roddick the tennis player and then like as an athlete you do have to be selfish because it's all about like what do i have to do next to train like how can i prepare for the next event i got to practice this that etc um and i just imagine that would be very tough i, I don't know if that took like a like a a little bit of time to, to get used to in the beginning he would train in Maryland and I would train in California. And then mm. that was only about one summer of, of events. And then, you know, we built a skate park here in Maryland. And <laughs> I, mean, 
I'd, we'd go to Woodward and we just, yeah. I don't know. And, and most of my stuff after the first year of us dating and before we got married ended up being more just nitro. And so then we were doing that together. And then as far as rally, that's the one thing I've never been to a, a real stage rally because she went once. I it's crashed so out and almost died. <laughs> it's so important oh, no. to get sleep. And they basically come in, they sleep from like, I don't know, 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. And I'm like, and that. We're usually doing notes and making adjustments on stuff. So, really, in rally, you over a weekend, um, over four or five days, you're either on the stages making the notes that you're going to do, or you're going over video, or you're sleeping. And if you're not doing one of those things, wow. you're not going to win the race. So, that's. That's the one thing where I'm like, yeah, yeah well, the best, this the work. best way I can support him wow. in that is to stay home with kids, and I really like to sleep. So, so we all with your kids, bringing them into such an extreme sport. I mean, we've already had people voice every opinion you can possibly imagine. Yeah, flipping flipping her upside down. At all, I, I didn't. Know I had a heart attack. But how do you balance? Because I want, I want to teach Drew how to flip by the time she's a year. I mean, how do you balance wanting them to be these extreme athletes and extreme, like, I don't know, just not afraid of anything and balance that with all the naysayers of the world and just the mom and dad hearts that you have as well? You just have to be really cautious what you <laughs> share with the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and anything. Not, that, not cool, that we do anything dangerous. But a lot but. of the cool stuff <laughs> <laughs> not share. but as parents yeah growing up on tour like it's just like and the kids are so different though they choose a lot everyone says what do you want your kids to be and i always thought mm -hmm. whatever they want to be because mm -hmm. our oldest if she was crying you threw her in the air and if she was in the air she was happy she was happy our youngest she never cried ever but if she gets thrown in the air she starts screaming so i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're so different <laughs> Have you guys, Sean and I have been tried to be like really cautious and intentional about like, okay, you know, let's not put trophy, let's not put Sean's gold medals and awards on a wall because we don't want Drew to like look at that and feel the, the expectations that kind of come with having like having a successful mom and you two are two icons in your sport. How have you safeguarded against that, that for your kids? Thus far, they haven't noticed one trophy or medal on any wall. <laughs> he's like, his motorcycle's in the living room. That's like, oh, it's like, you did all these things on it. And they're just like, oh, that motorcycle's in the way of the TV. And like, oh, don't even. They don't. So thus far, they, they don't have a clue. The best thing is that they, they always talk about skateboarding like it's a girl's sport. And then and Bristol's like, yeah, but boys sometimes can skateboard too. That's amazing. That's... So like, my mommy has that one skateboard friend, Beaver. He's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, that is funny. Okay, I am curious with, so engaged, married. How long have you guys been married? Seven years. Is eight, it eight? eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, Travis. <laughs> no. We got married in 2011. It's 2020, so it will be nine years. Okay, so... <laughs> nine years. Nine. Okay. Uh, no, I think it's nine. Nine. I think yeah. it would be nine. Yeah. yeah it would be nine. Okay. Same boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
We just had our anniversary yesterday. I'm like, is it three, five? We've been together nine? I don't know. Um, Over the course of nine years, what has been, I don't know, what started out as like the hard thing and now it's gotten easy? Does that make sense? I know that's a very vague question. Um, Honestly, this is the first, this quarantine has been the first time that we've actually had a chance. We've always been running, if you will. We've always Mm -hmm. been we've always wanted to spend kind of more time together and you make it work. Mm. And it was just, um, I don't know. I think that, what do you think? <laughs> I remember in the beginning, uh, this is like a random small thing, but he would always, I, I always set my towel by the, you know, the shower hanging, whatever it's dry and it's ready for me, but he'd always get out of the shower first. And he'd take the towel and I'd get out and be like, what the hell? Now I'm stuck with this dirty towel off the floor. <laughs> But until I opened my mouth and communicated that I really like a dry towel and I put it there for a reason, then he started paying attention. And then this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sean and I have been open about our journey with marriage counseling, and it's been really helpful for us. We all carry around different stressors, both big and small, and it's important to sort those out so they don't affect your relationship. I agree. And therapy is such a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. We've been meeting with a therapist individually and as a couple, and it's been a great way to sort through any stressors in the week and have better communication about how we're feeling, which is hard to do when you're busy with kids. BetterHelp is an incredible option if you're thinking of giving therapy a try. It's all online, so it's convenient and flexible with your schedule. It's also nice that you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, so you make sure it's a good fit for you. We would highly recommend trying it out. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com EastFam today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash EastFam. Standing there with the open towel waiting for me. So it's all about communication. I, I think wow. for me, it was movie quotes, and she's done such a good job oh, yeah, of learning yeah. movies. She, you must have thought <laughs> I was like, I don't know how she even stayed with me because I live a lot of movie quotes. And <laughs> oh, someone mentioned like, I was like, oh, Bed, Bath and Beyond, I don't know if there'll be time. And she no, was like, there will be time. And everyone laughed and she's like, why is everyone laughing? I'm like, how, how do you? Sucks. So, so <laughs> Carry on, it's- I'm working so on the time. towels. Like for me, I had a <laughs> like I don't know. You're supposed to be clean when you get out of the shower. If it's wet, it still dries you off. Like it never- that's what he does. I'm like, no, wash your dirty towel. But it's I clean. like dry clean towels. We're clean. Yeah, but still. Mm. And then he always gives the kids my dry towel. I'm like, no. But they know. They go, no, Dad. That's not our towel. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay, Travis. You, I believe, have had 40 fractures uh, um, on seven bones in your right ankle. Is that right? Did I read that right? 40 frackles, fr- fractures on one ankle? She had the same basic dislocation, yeah, but it was a, a Liz Frank, which basically the bottom part of my foot where your toes are went under the mid part, and then the tib-fib went compound. So my whole, I landed with my foot facing down, and the motorcycle landed on top of it, which just crushed it. So basically it was just, powder for the most part yeah so i remember um i went through a, a pretty deep skating phase never got good at it the first time i dropped in on a, on a uh yeah when i was eight yes when i was eight i didn't know this and uh I, I dropped in on a on a quarter pipe and i remember the skateboard slipped out from under me. it was my first time going in and uh skateboard slipped out from underneath me i landed on my chest wind got knocked out of me and I was like, oh, I think I'm done with this sport. <laughs> so I went to football, which is way easier. But 
is there any is there any um i imagine like it's such extreme sports that you guys do they call it extreme for a reason um the danger involved is that is that at the forefront of your thoughts or to just come with the work like is is there any fear of let me put it this way when we had drew that was the first time i ever thought like ah uh, i don't really want to die you know what i'm saying that's a grim way to put it but <laughs> Most people have that thought before kids, but I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys experience that ever or no? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that that voice for him a lot. Uh, but wow. we've had close friends to us pass away who have kids and seeing the wreckage that's left behind, I think mm. is the biggest thing that has changed his way of thinking a little bit about what he does. Risk to reward will always change. Every, you know, every play, every, it depends on what situation you are with your life. And um, for me, it would definitely slow down with any skydiving and base jumping. I'm just, I don't do it enough and I like to push myself. So that's, you don't, you know, you mess up on a dirt bike and, you know, you break your arm. Uh, you mess up in a base jump and that, that's it. Down. So, um, you know, that changed a little bit, but not, um, I always, I have an, a pretty good understanding of where my abilities are and, I guess the biggest problem is that I'm usually overconfident that it's always going to work. So overconfident I, and underprepared. Yeah, overconfident, <laughs> underprepared is my life motto. Now I'm trying to be at least overconfident and, and slightly prepared. Wait, okay, that that's such an interesting thing with your guys' sports in, in general is, it's, you said you know your limits, right? And the thing about extreme sports is it's always about pushing the limit. So I guess, I guess it's like this fine line of like how can I practice to push the limit maybe while knowing that, Hey, I'm only capable of doing a triple. Uh, I'm not going to see yeah, try, no, uh, Should I not even try to say no. a trick? Okay. I won't even do that. But I guess there's a certain comfort that you build to grow to the, the new limits that you're setting. I've crashed so much stuff across the board from go-karts, motorcycles, monster trucks, um, you name it. Um, all the so all the things yeah, literally, <laughs> but what was interesting was like when Lindsay got on a dirt bike, so she wasn't backflipping a skateboard at the time and she got on a dirt bike. It's like, Oh, well, this is simple. Just and twist the throttle and you and, go. Yeah. <laughs> you, you go up there. The girl on tour, Jolene, that was doing the backflip was like the only girl in the world doing it. She, breaks herself off completely, rotator cuff, everything, broken ankle. And Lindsay's like, well, I can do it. So of course the tour promoter's like, oh great, you can do it, yeah, jump on in there. I'm like, what, like you you don't understand the consequences that could possibly mm. happen. So I feel like knowing the consequences and then understanding the risks um, is something like, when you're with your kids, a lot of times you'll find them so afraid of something that has absolutely no consequence so for no reason. Um, mm. You know, fear of heights, or fear of whatever it might be. Um, but for me, it's figuring out what the risk actually is, understanding your ability level. And for me with our kids, that's what I really want to tell them. It's not, you can do it or you can't do it. It's figure out for yourself. So that's when we went to Woodward, one of the interesting things, everyone was, we were jumping off the low level. And at the time, my oldest daughter, who was, uh, six, I believe, or five at the time, um, was jumping off of the top of something pretty high to her butt, but the airbag wasn't very thick. So I jumped off the third story to my back. And she's up top. She says, Dad, will it hurt? I said, I don't know. She says, that's not an answer, Dad. I said, well, you have to make the call. Like, I can't land on my butt, and you can't land on your back. So <laughs> you make the decision from what it felt like on the lower line. And that's, that's a little much to ask a five-year-old, I understand. But I feel like if they can understand where their abilities are and 
know what the actual risk is that's going to help them in life. I don't know. That was way Whoa. too no, no. no, that's freaking deep, Travis. No, I was just going to say, Dude. I absolutely love that because I feel like in gymnastics, that's what they taught us. It was all of this trust that they would build with the coach, but the coach would teach you how to trust yourself. And it, it was never like, a, oh, coach, can I do this? He's like, well, you did level one, two, and three. Why can't you do four? He's like, well, if you did one levels one, two, and three, and you're trying to go to 20, that doesn't make sense. Why You can't like skip that progression. Whereas I feel like a lot of parents miss that and they have their kids depend on telling them what they are and are not capable of, which I don't think is right. So I, I think that's awesome. Mm. I, I've learned a lot on Nitro Circus. Like um, you can, just because someone's capable of doing something and someone wants to do something doesn't mean that they should do it mm. and <laughs> vice versa. Just because, um, you know, if the risk isn't that high, like you got to understand when risk reward. Yeah. I guess there is a good amount of peer pressure probably of like, dude, just try it, bro. Just try <laughs> yeah. the trick. Just do it. Less than you would think. Really? really? Only when we believe that they could do it. It's, it's the, it's the opposite. Honestly, a nitro circus to say, how do you get these guys to go out and do new tricks and break themselves off every weekend? I'm like, it's actually my job is safety and trying to figure mm. out how to not like, dude, Hey, the guy before you just did a world's first. That's all you need for the show. We don't need. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to see you get broken off and knocked out. Like, do stop. your world first tomorrow. We have a show in another country tomorrow. Wow, that's yeah, I like really, that. That's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I, I, I'm probably gonna get a talking to after this, Travis, because you mentioned skydiving is one of the things you've you've toned back, and uh, you, I'm. You go skydiving. Well, I a did. Times. I, I went. You know how like have you heard of baby moon? Like it's it's a thing to take a yeah. trip now when you're pregnant, you whatever. While she's pregnant, before you right. Ah, yeah. uh, dude. There's yeah. There's a bunch of new trends as far as pregnancy and a a push present this, is another one. I went on a dude moon. Okay, he went by himself. No, me and my me and my best friend went out to uh, Moab, Utah. And so in a Moab, week, a week before I was due. In Moab, you have two national parks. I think it's probably one of the most beautiful places in the country and we passed a skydiving place and i was like let's do it like this is the last crazy thing i'm gonna do before i have a kid which maybe is backwards logic but uh, sean was pretty upset about it and i was like no don't worry babe skydiving is super safe but you saying that uh you're toning it back is you probably do a different I mean, version skydiving and base jumping are a little bit different <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. What is the most extreme thing you guys have done together, though? Probably skydiving into... Uh, oh, Tavarua. So we lied about... It's got, there's clouds. We can't even see this little island that we're jumping I mean, in so she like, can surf. So little. And she has like eight... 12. Sky, yeah, 12. Uh, that was my 12. 12. We're like, yeah, tell them you got 500 at least and you have your, your top license. So she, we just have her... <laughs> hypothetically. I could have landed out in the middle of the ocean. No. So skilled skydivers landed in the waves and got like, to, and she just lands on the beach. And I was like, how was that? That's so cool. She's like, oh, the view was pretty good. <laughs> I, I actually went skydiving. I thought it was kind of boring. So yeah, see. yeah, I like the jump. I just like, after you pull the chute, you're just kind of like dangling there. And Let, it's just like, Meh. let's, let's be sure to communicate. We did it. Uh, tandem jumping. Yeah, not you guys ourselves. are probably doing like that. You jump out with no shoot and then someone brings it to you midair and you're doing the crazy <laughs> stuff. Ours is a little different experience, but wait, have you done that? 
just once. <laughs> oh my gosh. No <laughs> way. Oh my gosh. I, 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 had, I had a rock climb harness on. Under his bathing suit. He, meanwhile, he's in socks and trunks. That's it. No shirt because, you know, but hey, uh, if Keanu Reeves could do it, I mean, Johnny Utah, it couldn't be that hard. Wait. <laughs> Can you like walk me through that? It couldn't be that hard. How did that feel? <laughs> Where did you do this? Uh, the scariest part was when I jumped, I thought this feels normal. <laughs> and that's what scared me the most. Oh my gosh. And how long after you jumped, did someone bring you a shoot? Um, no, so the person, so one guy, and it was funny because I couldn't find, because at Red Bull, I was like, you guys got the best skydivers. And they're like, yeah, you don't have the experience. We don't want to do this. And so, you can get really in trouble and get your skydive license taken So away. we found one guy's a tunnel rat. So he only had like 10 jumps, but he flies in those Jeez. tunnels. So he was a young dude. And he's like, well, if I lose my skydive license, it doesn't matter. I didn't skydive. It's like, perfect. And the other guy was military. I was like, they never leave a man behind. We're going to be good. So they oh. jumped out and went down to Puerto Rico, which is still a territory of the United States, as it turns out. And still got <laughs> so that didn't really work out. But um, yeah, so it was pretty good. We, uh, I jumped out, did a couple backflips. Uh, met up with the guys. They hooked a harness on and he became a tandem. Yeah. Are you looking for a short, educational, and entertaining podcast your kids can listen to while you cook dinner, fold laundry, or just need a few minutes to yourself? Then check out Mysteries About True Histories by Starglow Media. It's so, so cute. I listened to a few episodes and when it was over, I was like, dang, that was really fun. It's made by the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted? and the Netflix show Brainchild, so these people know what they're doing. As a little background info, every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers. On an adventure through time, packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning really cool. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and more, so it's perfect for kids ages six and up. There's a new episode every Thursday, each filled with so much laughter that your kids won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my wow. gosh. If you guys, I don't know. If Is this, there a this, video of this? Oh yeah. Probably. Okay, I want to look that uh, up. I, I'm curious, what would you say you guys is? theme for life would be you know yolo was a big thing back in the day but i'm just i'm just imagining your two's uh like highlight reel for life yeah you know you, you just have done so many wild we things. are way behind a hundred percent but is is the idea to like let's let's just put it all out there and do everything we can I, we're, we're actually we're, we're very different um and i think that's what makes it work because like you guys your sports are different you still know what it takes and i'm i mean i don't know you guys that well but it you know with Lindsay, it helps out a lot because going to like a big event she knows like i can read it in her when she goes to a big event you know when to step back and you know hey you, you're not going to get attention during that time and i'm not you know stuff has to mm -hmm. happen um but i can't skateboard i Which can't do any board sports, <laughs> awesome surfing and snowboarding and skating. So even though we're all in action sports, um, we do things very, very differently. And our whole approach, um, you know, with with skating is is about style and cool and flair. And with moto, it's just racing. Just cross the line first. And moto, I don't really care what it looks like. So mm. um, just do the trick. So it's our whole mentalities are so opposite that we don't fight, but we're still both very competitive. So. Yeah. I think my life is based on competition. I learned that provoking um, competition between us is not 
healthy. Teaching each other, oh, not good. And do you guys work? Sport, not good. I argue, do you not argue for sport? No. Well, I know not, he does. I love it. He dude. does, it's and it drives best. me insane. I love it. He'll argue an opinion just because he wants to argue. Devil's advocate. It's and interesting to explore perspectives. It drives me crazy. Okay. Do you, guys, do you guys wait? Do you guys work out well together? I'm curious. Like no. working out, you know? yeah, yeah, we don't. We, I guess, we do some cycle rides, but besides that, we don't like. Do the I got same a tandem workout. bicycle, and they, honestly, <laughs> now with it, just she is so strong that like she's like leaving me behind. I'm trying not to seem like I'm winded. Obviously, <laughs> she's always like, "Oh, I can't go anymore." You just, I'm, you just go ahead, guys. We're like, go ahead. <laughs> like we're, we're not, uh, but she always felt bad, but now we've got those um, those e bikes. Yeah, I mean, laugh all you want, but like it puts to where you can turn the level up or down. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can put as much effort as not as it's, little effort, it's, but yeah, assisted. assisted yeah, filling. yeah, um, yeah. Those are great, but it just yeah. it helps that her not feel like she's holding me up, and right. me if she's kicking my. But I can turn it up and not just not tell her. So. Uh, Tandems are great. Sean and I went on a tandem bike ride on our second or third date. Yeah. I let her drive and we almost died. We almost died. It was, we were on the street and then she tried to curb jump on a tandem and. I got my half up. That's all that mattered. I'm, I'm saying this to the wrong crowd. This, yeah. this to them is like so mellow, but we almost skipped out. And yeah. It was anyway, okay. anyway. Um, okay. So we asked these same three questions to all the couples. First question, you have to decide who goes first without knowing the question. You can go first. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's something crazy. I don't know. One, two, three, go. One, two, three, shoot. Damn it, you, you rock every time. I should have known. I was, I, I love, we do this with every couple. Yeah, we do that. And I love seeing how couples figure out that decision. But By it's the just way, like a small we figure thing. everything out during doing rock, paper, scissors. Literally, yeah. Um. Okay, what is your biggest pet peeve? So, wait, with, she's answering it? I'm answering about him. Yes. Yeah. Attention to detail. Oh. Like he doesn't have it. <laughs> you just there's just little things where i'm like oh you're so special you're so sweet and special <laughs> <laughs> i do it myself uh, i love that what it is interesting like i care so little about so much but i care a lot about the things i care about if that makes any sense like uh -huh. i fall asleep in about 30 seconds and that bothers her a yeah, lot. It takes <laughs> Same. And then I get mad about it. And then she wakes me up. Oh, dude, yeah. don't even get me started. Oh, oops, sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm saying, have you ever accidentally woken him up? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Same. I'll ask her yeah. a question and be asleep before she yeah, answers. Before <laughs> 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 okay, Travis, what's your biggest pet peeve? The detail is almost OCD. I mean, I was doing the dishes, I thought I was doing well. And all of our plates are different colors, which was my request. So we knew who was leaving. So the kids, I'm like, oh. we, yeah, we each have a color. So our plate, our bowl, our cups, our spoon. Interesting. Oh, I like that. So I'm doing dishes. I'm like, I should be pat on the back. And I put the plates away. And she's like, you're doing it to upset me. I'm like, what? She's like, they're not back in they're, the They're in a rainbow order. <laughs> I didn't oh put it back in the rainbow. It like, does sound like OCD. I'm thinking back to like the fourth grade. I'm like, Roy G. <laughs> 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 
Uh, Red, orange, yellow. Oh, okay. Yeah. My pet peeve is your lack of attention to detail, and yours is my too much attention to detail. That's pretty funny. I mean, it would make sense. I I don't know. I probably time uh, consolidation. Like I was I was growing up military. My dad was a drill sergeant in the Marine Corps. Like you get up now, you do that. Mm. My mom, if you were a minute late, if you were on time, you were late. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's it's hard for me, like, to when I'm we know what we always. every time, which is okay. <laughs> but when we know what time we got to go, we know about how long it takes the kids to get ready. It's not a surprise. And yet every time out the door, we're like this mad house. I'm like, why are why is this such a why is this why such a problem? <laughs> Why are we? about his mom that she was like a stickler for being on time until like five years into our marriage. I'm like, really? Oh gosh. I could have been scoring brownie points and not like getting wow. a hole for myself <laughs> by being late all the time. I love that. It goes back to your point of communication though, Lynn. Yeah, there we go. Well, yeah. I guess it just wasn't something he thought about. To tell yeah. Me. Okay, part two of the question. So who went first? Lindsay. Lindsay went first. So Travis, now you go first. What do you love the most about Lindsay? How cuddly she is. And that, that oh. a weird way. Just like I've <laughs> I've never liked she was the first person I called her my Ridland. Um, that's actually the first thing I ever got her said Ridland, just because it was like my calming when I'm so we get the silly little whoop device or whatever. Like tell you all that yourself. When I am away, I get an average of four hours less a night's sleep. Mm. Like I just, you're doing stuff. You wake oh, up in like when we're together, I just want to just snuggle. snuggle. And yeah, it is maybe a little less productive, but I'm so much more healthy and just, yeah. I love it. Oh, that's adorable. It is. Okay. Sorry. Lindsay, what do you love the most about Travis? Right this minute, <laughs> <She's> like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right this minute. I love him as a dad. He's Aww. like the best dad. Short doses. Short doses, <laughs> but he knows that about himself. So he he makes the short doses time for the girls every day, hmm. especially now he's the PE teacher. That's amazing. Daddy had a fit. He had her come in and do a six minute wall squat straight because she she's six. You're six. You go sit on that wall for six minutes. That's amazing. I like that idea. <laughs> so yeah, I like his dad parenting skills. I'm okay. Not, I'm not sure I can do a 28 minute. Oh so yeah. What? what I, I'm. I'm curious to you guys. What's uh? What? What biggest pet peeve? Has anyone asked you that? Or? Yeah. Did anyone? Oh, no. No. Don't. Hey, we're asking you the questions, <laughs> Travis. Don't. Don't get me in trouble. My biggest pet peeve. What is my biggest pet peeve right now? Probably uh, he leaves clothes everywhere, like actually everywhere. Yeah. I have I have purchased more laundry baskets and placed them in strategic places around the house, just trying to catch the dirty <laughs> clothes. And yeah. I mean, they get so close. They'll get to like the foot of it, but they'll never go in. Well, you know, well, the, he's the, not a basketball player. But so. the toughest <laughs> <laughs> uh, part about that is like Lindsay's always cleaning my stuff up, but I'm like I left. It right here. I have a pair of pants that I was gonna. I was gonna rewear. Yes, thank yes. you. Yes. No. Where's my phone? Where's my wallet? Uh, if it's on the ground, it's dirty. So, <laughs> just, my, it's, like, it's like they walk out of their clothes. Literally. Well, you know the yes. funny. The funny thing is, though, then Travis, she complains that I never change clothes, and I'm like, well, 
what, which one is it? I, I have clothes all over the house or I never change clothes. Like, you, uh, I, I'm glad you asked this question because I've been waiting to share this with Sean. Yeah. I feel like, you know how you could do 99 things of like to help your spouse out and then they choose the one thing to be like, well, why didn't you do that? And I'm like, gosh, dang it. Like, yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't close the cabinet doors, but I, I did the dishes. I did the laundry. You know what I'm saying? I did it all. Now you, you did, just got to close the doors. All, huh? Like that's it. That's what you're going to complain about. You did it all. <laughs> okay. I don't want to give myself yeah. too much credit. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I, I'm curious, uh, you guys always have so much going on. Is there anything, is there any project right now you'd like to promote or talk about? Well, racing has stopped around the world as well as every other sport pretty much. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I mean, for, for us, Nitro Circus, our job is actually safety now. And we have so many friends. And now, you know, our these kids or friends' kids are all starting to, to get into action sports. And um, just it's really cool to be able to kind of be on the forefront of that. Where even the Olympics are mm -hmm. starting to come to us and say, okay, what did you guys do for Josh Sheehan's triple backflip? Or how'd you make that airbag? Or even for snowboarding, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Wow. Um, but Nitro Rallycross for me uh, is something that is really getting kicked off, uh, which is basically if you're ever a kid and you played with like your um, like RC car, you built big jumps and huge berms yeah. and stuff. I'm just doing that in real life. So she's been having to put up with us building, yeah. building tracks and all kinds oh my of gosh. In our bedroom. Like <laughs> I, I did recently see a show that, that you were racing in Travis and it was like, it was a sick jump and you went on a bridge and I was like, that looks like so much fun. Um, so that's cool though. You guys are like really being proactive and, and building the sport like in the long run. Um, but I'm curious, you guys been married seven, eight or nine years, <laughs> one of the three, uh, yeah. what's the best piece of relationship advice that you've either been given or would give based off your experience? Yeah. You can explain. You want to expand on that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the towel thing. It's, it's all about mm. communication because and, and we're still learning to communicate better because there'll be times where we're sitting here and an hour goes by and we're both waiting for the other one to be ready to walk out the door. I'm like, well, mm. shit, we just wasted a whole hour. Neither of us thought to communicate to say, okay, I'm ready. Is there anything I can do to help you get ready? Wow. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. I, I am curious. You mentioned the quarantine. This is really the first time you've been able to stop and like just spend time with each other for a, a while, like a long duration. Has that been difficult or like really good? Cause Sean, Sean, when she was traveling a bunch, we would always have conflict like mm -hmm. the day before and the day after she got back. The transition period. Yeah. You're getting used to it again. I, I learned that I couldn't be very helpful when I, now I can actually do things that I think help before she would just tolerate me doing stuff, not the correct, not the way that she wanted it done. And then, <laughs> and then she, everything that I would help with, I felt like I always got yelled at more for, for helping. helping. Um, yeah. I understand where I can help. So that yeah. has been nice because I, we've lived our lives on the road. Um, yeah. And then since the kids, sometimes I go travel and when I come back and vice versa, but it's usually me that's gone for however much. So when I'm gone, she gets on a routine and then I come in and I try to help yeah mm -hmm. this quarantine is really yeah it doesn't work like we established that okay breakfast that's i have the kids in the morning wow. i get breakfast like when i work out or i sleep in whatever i choose wow. <laughs> that's yeah, great when especially you'll you'll learn having your daughter when one of you is gone 
and you're alone with your child, you figure out a routine and it works. And then they come back and they mess it all up. Then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you rework it and then you do a routine together and then one day leaves again. So just yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, Lindsay, Travis, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. I am really impressed, uh, not only with all your accolades, but also with your self-awareness and how you've gone through life. I really admire your, your like hold on loosely approach to parenting and to marriage where it's like, Hey, you can, you know what you, you can only control what you can control. And so like, just, you know, have that perspective as, as opposed to trying to micromanage everything. I, I, I learned a lot personally, so appreciate you guys taking the time and it's uh it's a pleasure to talk. Don't, don't take any advice from us, but yeah. We're killing it. Thanks guys. Well, thank you guys. Thanks guys. Good luck. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are awesome. Thank you. All right. Real quick for all of those listening out there. We don't ask for a lot of favors. I don't think babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today, all right? If you're listening to Couple Things Podcasts on Apple Podcasts specifically, will you please do us this short, quick favor? We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show, and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners, and some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search Couple Things and tap Our Shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way... You'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.